In episode 22 of MobyCast, Chris recaps his experience attending a rare and privileged workshop at the AWS offices in San Francisco. Welcome to MobyCast, a weekly conversation about containerization, Docker, and modern software deployment. Let's jump right in. All right. Good morning. Welcome, Rich and Chris. It's another MobyCast. Hey. Good to have you. Hey, guys. Rich, our producer, what have, you, what have you been up to? It's so hard for me to say, what have you been up to this week without stumbling over those words? Go ahead. What have you been up to this week, Rich? Uh, I have been up to. Um, not a whole lot. I've been heads down for the last week uh, since I've been back from vacation, uh, playing catch up. So just a lot of house cleaning and project management and... Uh, trying to deploy a few few projects this week and next week. So much more heads down than anything else. Right on. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I'm going to copy-paste Rich's answer there, except instead of coming back from vacation, I'm looking forward to going on vacation here in um, about two weeks. So heads down, kind of making sure everything is uh, buttoned up and in good shape, and then have some time off, going to go to California. Right on. I bet everybody listening is like, I want to work at Kelsis. That guy's on vacation all the time. Um, <laughs> well, let's see, kidding, clear, there's, there's been there's been a lot of travel recently, but not really vacation. <laughs> cool. And and as far as copy pasting goes, goes, I I have to share this joke I just saw on Twitter. Somebody that was speaking at a Google conference today, and the thing that everybody's been tweeting is, "Good developers copy, great developers paste." <sighs> yeah, so funny. Um, and then as for me. I've, I've been, uh, yeah, I'll give a little plug to one of our clients. I've been thinking about one of our clients this week because we've been kicking off a marketing campaign with Rich's help from Secret Stash um, just to help them grow and hopefully ca- cross the chasm. Their name is Zpix, and they are, they are the social media for pets. Get your politics out of there, get your whining out of there, and just enjoy pictures of furry animals. And it's pretty fun. So, it's good to see that take off a little bit, and it's fun to play with the marketing and see see what works and what doesn't with Rich. So that's what I've been up to. Uh, so this week we're going to take a little break from talking about DockerCon uh, uh, remixes, doing those DockerCon talks that we've been doing for a few weeks, and get back over to AWS because Chris had an experience that not that many people in the world have had, and I think it's worth talking about. So. Chris, recently, I guess it was about a month ago now, um, you went to an AWS exam development workshop. What was that? What is that? What is its purpose? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a mysterious sounding thing. Um, But uh, yeah, so what it is, is um, just like many other tech companies, um, Amazon and AWS in, in particular have certification exams that they have that um, uh, cover the type of material content in various different areas. And these exams are taken by folks to kind of demonstrate and prove that they are experts in those, those areas and they can get, they can get their certification as, as an expert. And so um, these exam workshops are basically um, writing content for these exams um, and making sure that it's, it's proper content, it's, it's testing the right stuff um, and making it out there onto the, the actual exams that these candidates are taking. 
surely if you are writing all that content for all those exams, they must have given you a free pass and certifications on all of them just automatically, right, Chris? Not quite. Um, I actually thought long and hard about whether or not to do this. Um, just because it, it, it's quite an investment in time, right? This was a this was a three day workshop that involved travel. It's it's actually pretty difficult work, um, and uh, you know you're not compensated for it or whatnot. Um, but but there are there are some some very much um, kind of more more subtle intangible benefits, and and that's the reason why I did it. And I'm overwhelmingly glad that I did. But um, as as a as a token of appreciation, you do get a voucher to take one exam, um, complimentary. So, okay, there you go. and it can be any exam. So I'm saving that one for my um, Solution Architect Pro um, when I'm when I go and take that one. Nice. I'm excited for you to take that one. Um, so how did you get involved with this? Do they just anybody? They're like, hey, we we have a hard time finding people to write these, so please just come. Or or how did you get involved? Yeah. So it's. They have a, uh, a pool of um, subject matter experts, SMEs, um, and um, from that, so it's it's basically a, a list of here's folks that have um, taken exams and passed them, um, kind of recognized as subject matter experts, um, and that is their their pool of people to to pull from, and they have actually quite a few of these these these. Um, workshops going on throughout the year year across um not only the u.s but also in, in other parts of the world as well um focusing on the different exam topics as well as different parts of the exam development process so it's not just the writing the questions is just one portion of that process there's other 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 pieces to it right like you have to kind of figure out what is the the content that should be covered, right? Like who who is this geared towards? Like what should that person be able to do? So there's workshops just just on that kind of stuff um, to figure that out. That's and so, pretty interesting. And you know, I, knowing you, and I, I've been thinking about this a little bit before too, because I can't imagine that just anybody that passes one of these exams is automatically like, oh yeah, you should write questions for it. I I got to imagine there's maybe, and knowing you, like, and knowing your skills and strengths, like, I, I imagine you really nailed it. Like, you probably, you know, got got sort of over towards the end of the bell curve on people in terms of people's performance. So I wonder if they do have sort of a threshold, like, that they keep to themselves, but you're above that threshold of people that they're hoping to write questions. Yes, that, that's a good point, just that... It, you know, and, and now kind of like thinking back through the process, like there is there is quite a, a vetting um, selection process that, that gets involved. So the way that it worked was um, I, I so I went to reInvent um, last year in, in November 2017. Um, uh, I kind of decided at the last minute to go ahead and take one of the exams there. Um, and uh, I did so um, passed it um, and uh, one of the things that they mentioned was like, Hey, if you, if you pass your exam while you're here, um, and if you would like to participate in our SME, be considered for our SME program, just let us know. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take your information. Um, kind of ironic. <laughs> it was a pad of paper and pencil, right. <laughs> um, to get added to the SME <laughs> program. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, 
was, it was just like, wow, that's so refreshing. <laughs> um, here we are at like this, this reinvent conference where just, just incredible technology where it's like, we're putting facial recognition into a camera that you can mount up at your garage door and have it sent back to the cloud. And, and here it is. We're, we're jotting down names on paper, <laughs> right? Uh, pencil. Um, so that kind of started the process. Uh, I think, uh, a few months after that, they reached out with a questionnaire. Um, and it was actually pretty, pretty um, extensive. I think if I remember right, it took me at least 15, 20 minutes to go through. It was a many page questionnaire, just going through all just experience and background and, and whatnot. Um, and, uh, and then after that um, was when I started um I just, I think I got put on a mailing list and it's just whenever these workshops were happening, they would, um, bounce in my inbox, um, let me know that, Hey, there's, there's one in New York. Um, there's one in San Diego. There's one in Dallas, uh, and for various different, both exams as well as, um, types of material. So, um, I'm not sure exactly how much more vetting they did on the, the back end. Like if they, I know they, you know, obviously have things like LinkedIn and they can go and look at your, your history and whatnot and experience level. But, um, that, that, that questionnaire that you have to fill out, um, was pretty involved and pretty extensive. Interesting. Yeah. So for people listening, if it's something that you want to do, if you want to get involved in one of these workshops, I imagine that you may have to have some experience in the industry as well as, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you have to get a fairly good score on your exam. So yeah, once you decided to sign up, then you then you traveled down to lovely San Francisco, one of my favorite cities, and um, yeah, tell us a little bit about the experience. Right. Yeah. So this was um, this was an item development writing workshop, um, and so again, that essentially items is the Amazon lingo for a question, an exam question, um, and so this workshop was a three day workshop. Um, where, uh, Sorry to interrupt. That, that's what happens when developers decide the names of things. <laughs> Actually, one, one of the things that was kind of like eye-opening for me too is that like, you know, um, putting together um, certification programs and exams, like that's a career. Like there are people, right. like yeah, totally. they do this as a career. So they're the ones actually probably that comes up with this terminology because there are a lot of um, specific um terms to this um okay uh, so uh that was pretty pretty kind of interesting and eye-opening to me and that you know you you have people that like this is their their specialty and and they can make careers of it um and there's right. obviously there, there's there's quite the demand for it. like i said there's so many sure. companies out there that have these kinds of um training programs and certification programs and whatnot and you know even ranging from very formal to to more informal. Hey, this is Rich. You might recognize me as the guy who introduces the show, but is pretty much silent during the meat of the podcast. The truth is, these topics are oftentimes incredibly complex, and I'm just too inexperienced to provide much value. What you might not know is that John and Chris created the training product to help developers of all skill sets get caught up to speed on AWS and Docker. If you're like me and feel underwater in these conversations, head on over to prodockertraining.com and get on the mailing list for the inaugural course. Okay, let's dive back in. Another little sidetrack to that, I mean, just if you happen to be listening and you're like trying to think how you can climb the corporate ladder and, and get really high up in the corporate ladder, finding those finding those things that aren't are 
maybe not uh, the highest demand types of jobs are is a lot of times it's a great way to get um, to climb the ladder quickly, find yourself in a VP role at a big company and get, you know, all the same benefits as the other VPs in the same company that fought tooth and nail for years and years to get where they got. Um, I, I think of a few tracks like that, but, but um, not to take anything away from the, the exam developers, but I can't imagine that there's a lot of people that sitting in computer science class right now thinking, or, or even, you know, any other, you know, type of, type of class that are, that are imagining that they're going to be corporate test writers. But uh, go ahead. Sup- yeah, su- supply, supply and demand, right? Um, exactly. If uh, supply is low, then your economics uh, are definitely in your favor. So for anyone out yeah. there that wants to pick up COBOL, um, by all means, <laughs> there's, there's quite the opportunity still there. Um, right. Yeah, so uh, so that was that was the focus of this workshop was basically like, let's go and, and write new items, um, new questions for... Um, this exam and it was it's for one exam it's for the solution architect associate level exam um, so contents cover, covering you know that material that solution arch, the, the solution architect exam covers um, and uh, maybe some other things to point out this was um, it was they, they mentioned that this was a, a rather large group I think we were probably about 15 people big Um and so, uh, you know, that may not sound like a lot, but for for a workshop like this, especially with how much review goes on, um, it was it did it was large, um, but uh, also very um, very productive and and um, really interesting to get so many different perspectives and and whatnot. Um, of that, I believe there was three of us that were not Amazon employees. Um, so most of these things I think are um, definitely sourced from, from Amazon. And so it almost felt definitely like even that much more of a privilege to be there um, as a, as a non, non Amazon employee. Um, they definitely had to go through a bunch of hoops just to accommodate us being there. Like things like building access was different Um getting access to their um, communication tools like Chime um, and um, some other like just silly stuff like scheduling and travel arrangements and whatnot. So um, it's definitely more of a, more of a hassle for them to have external um, SMEs participate in this. Um, But, you know, for my part, I'm I'm glad that they, they did. And it was, um, it was really, you know, a great experience being there. Um, there was several folks there that this was not their first workshop they'd been to. And um, some of them were like, I've never even known that we had external folks participate in this. So um, that was interesting. So yeah, I don't think it's, it's all too terribly common. Uh, Maybe they're, they're kind of branching out now and and that's going to become more um, leverage that more going in the future. But I think in the past, it's probably been more heavily um, internal only folks participating in this. Interesting, interesting. So, um, you, you know, you go through the the actual workshop. You're spending three days doing this. Uh, is it is it pretty much just heads down working? Or are you working with other people? Um, what is that? What was that like? Like, were you just trying to you know sit there thinking of ideas for test questions, or were you brainstorming with people, or what? You know what what was the interaction like? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will say I was like just totally 
blown away by just how difficult of a process this was, like writing exam questions. Um, it's, it's not an easy process. Um, and it, it kind of, it forces you to use your, the, the knowledge and experience that you have with these things and kind of flip it on its head and, and think of it in a different way. Um, so the overall process was, um, individually, um, you would work, you would come up with ideas, um, for exam questions. You would write them up, um, develop them. Um, and then once that happened, it would then go into a review process. Um, and again, you're in a room with a whole bunch of other like SMEs that really know what they're talking about. Um, so it, it definitely, and, and uh, you're writing a question that, you know, hopefully is going to end up on the actual final exam. Um, so it's it's definitely a high bar for for content. You you want to make the question hard enough, but not too hard. Um, again, this was for the associate level, not for the for the professional level. So um, have to keep that in mind. Um, you know, obviously there's there's guidelines and guardrails for the type of of areas um, that your your question can test. So just just spending the time of kind of like coming up with like what would make a good exam question that would stay within those, those guardrails for um, content um, have, be at the right level of, of difficulty and definitely be technically, you know, 100% correct with, with no ambiguity, right? Like this, this has to be very, um, quantitative, not qualitative, right? There can't be any sub, sub, subjectivity about it. So once you did... So I have a... I just feel like I have a hot take from this. Like a, like a, I, I want to extrapolate what you just went through that you said involves mostly AWS people um, and in sort of an intense work exercise. And you said that it was largely individual with a little bit of collaboration at the end. But what, and it sounds like it was very polite. It sounds like there was nobody that was, you know, it was polite and, and, and maybe a little bit formal, not, not super informal, like with people just kind of rip, like throwing ideas around type stuff. Um, and then also the other thing I kind of picked up on was that there was, the, you, you kept talking about a high bar and that when, when you all came back together to review questions, that there was, there was maybe a, a sense that if your questions weren't very good, you would be a little ashamed. And that sort of tells me that there's maybe a lot of competition. Um, and I, I just want to extrapolate this to the rest of AWS, that, that it could be that, you know, you got to see a little bit of what it's like to work in that technique, you know, to, to be an employee there. Like, could it be that uh, it's fairly formal and it's fairly, you know, high level of competition among people, um, stuff like that? Do you think that that's possible? Uh, I, I think, you know, so, some of those are definitely spot on. Um, some of that maybe clarified just a little bit. So the, the actual, the item development portion of it, of actually writing the exam questions, that was definitely very much independent. Um, but then this review process that happened was um, extremely collaborative um, and polite, but very, um, everyone, and this was made very clear at the very, very, very get go. Like this is, it's all about constructive criticism. Um, at the end of the day, all that matters is that the best material is, is, is created for these exams and that, um, it's not, 
it's not a judgment on the item development author. Um, so, so th- this review process was extremely rigorous. Um, again, just in a, I'm not really convinced that this reflects Amazon culture. Um, cause again, there was a few of us that were external. I think this just reflects just folks that are experts in their, um, in their fields, just having opinions and, um, being very knowledgeable and, um, taking, uh, the task very seriously. So there were times where we would have quite animated discussions over like a a certain word, right? Like should or can, uh, should versus can, or, you know, best versus, um, you know, slowest versus fastest versus optimal, right? That kind of stuff. Um, And so this, the, the bulk of our time was spent doing review. Um, cause, cause what happened? So, you know, you'd spend a certain amount of time individually heads down, people writing these, these questions, they would then, um, once you finished your question, um, that would go off to editorial review, um, where it's just basically making sure that it's adhering to all like the linguistic guidelines that they have. Like you're using proper case, you're using proper, you know, the correct, um, tense, um, and, um, you know, you're using, um, the proper third person, uh, language, some, um, syntax, um, type thing. So, so an editorial review, uh, once it went through that, there would be, um, uh, a technical reviewer that would go through it. And this technical reviewer wasn't even part of this group. Um, they were actually somewhere else offsite. And that was just part of their job wow. was to, to be, to be there. They were, uh, again, you know, a very in-depth technical expert that would go through and, and they would do their pass at it to verify that this was technically accurate. Um, you know, one of the things you have to do as a, when you're writing your exam questions is that you actually have to give site proof of what you're saying the answer is, right? So it has to actually link to something, that's produced by Amazon that's publicly available um, that shows that that definitively shows that your answer is indeed true. So, so it would go through. So those are the kind of things they're looking for in that, that, um, you know, just baseline editorial and and technical review process. And then after that um, it would be group review. Um, And that's where we spent the bulk of the time in these. So you can imagine we, we did split into two groups because it was so big. Um, but you know, you have a group of six, seven, eight people together and, um, reviewing these exam questions. And like, it would be like you were taking the the exam and then just going through them and, and then debating, um, you know, the, you know, is this a good question? Um, is it technically accurate? Um, is it concise? Um, is it covering the right material? Does it, um, you know, all that kind of criteria. And so right. most, most of those reviews for an exam question, um, you know, it's not, a, it was not a quick process. It's not like, you know, 60 seconds done. Um, like some of them, like it took a while. So, and again, those we, we did, we did, it was made so that ideally you were not in the room, uh, in the same group that was, um, for questions being reviewed that was written by yourself. Right. So, um, you know, there, it, we did get to a point where sometimes that did happen and it's not, that's not very fun either. Right. To actually be there, um, when your stuff is, um, being reviewed, 
to kind of hear some of the comments <laughs> again. It, right. So people were not there necessarily to be polite. Um, it was, it was really just about like, let's, let's make sure that like this reflects the best possible material and that it is indeed accurate. It's testing the right stuff. Um, and it's all in right. the spirit of, right. of just generating the best output. So did anybody, when you were split into groups of six to eight, did anybody talk about how you are two pizza teams? And is that your first time ever as part of a two pizza team at Amazon? Well, I've never worked at Amazon. Um, so I can't say about that, but, and then also I, I can't say like no pizza was served. They did a wonderful job with, with catering and food and, they had, you know, brought in, they had breakfast and lunch every day, but um, no pizza. Cool. So we got to wrap it up. Um, any, any last takeaway that, that uh, you'd like to, I mean, for me, I, I guess I'll, I'll say my takeaway from this is, is kind of interesting to hear about the rigor of how AWS puts together its tests. And, and I do think that it's interesting to, to think about whether that rigor is a, is a reflection of, of something deeper in the Amazon culture, in the AWS culture. Um, and I, I'd like to believe that it maybe is, uh, but yeah, other than that, any other takeaways you'd like to bring up? Yeah. I just, as far as the, again, I was just surprised by, you know, how difficult it was to, to do this. This was like very mentally taxing a three day, you know, a very mentally taxing three day workshop, but at the same time, super rewarding being around such a great group of people that knew more than I did. Right. Like to, to actually, to be in that into, you know, hear their ideas and feedback and to learn some, some new um, nuances of the, of the technologies um, was, was a great experience. The other thing, um, definitely some tips for those that um, are interested in planning to take these exams. Um, I would say that it feels like the, in the past, the exams were more, um, I don't know if, if, if it, if, I would say they were designed to trip you up, but they were definitely trickier, like in a, um, a more of a down in the, the details level um, and kind of a bit more maybe esoteric. And it kind of feels like now they are driving more towards making it just much more real world relevant. Um, and, you know, things that like normally like an expert wouldn't have to remember that they would actually just go look up. Like it, it may be like, you know, what's the, um, the maximum throughput of, you know, a certain service or something like that. And, and megabits per second, um, those absolute numbers, like that's not the stuff that the, um, really want to verify and test on. It's, it's, it's really more like just the, the practical concepts, um, and, you know, how does it apply to you actually being an expert in these technologies to be able to develop the, the correct solutions for, for folks that need it? So um, that's, I think that's a, it's, it's a great, it's a great um, direction that it's moving in and it'll, it'll make the exam, you know, that much more relevant to, to, for folks that do pass it to say, yeah, I, I can go out and hit the ground running and actually um, do the kind of things that this exam is supposed to be proving that I can do. That's great to hear. Yeah, because I, I definitely think that these types of exams should be fairly passable for people that have spent a good deal of time in AWS without too much study of esoteric facts. So good to hear. Yep, indeed. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. And thank you, Producer Rich. It's another good discussion on MobyCast. 
Talk to you next right. week. Thanks, guys. Later. Well, dear listener, you made it to the end. We appreciate your time and invite you to continue the conversation with us online. This episode, along with show notes and other valuable resources, is available at mobicast.fm forward slash two two. If you have any questions or additional insights, we encourage you to leave us a comment there. Thank you, and we'll see you again next week.